Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 164 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies, and insights for helping us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to episode 164 entitled Feeling Engulfed by the Family System. Um... For all of us, when we're born into a family system, we have to learn to navigate the idea or maneuver between selfness and togetherness. And depending on how well our family tolerates that, um, we get to develop, hopefully, a healthy individual sense of self, whilst at the same time feeling deeply part of and deeply connected to um, a wonderful, healthy family system. Um, that's the ideal, of course. Um, however, um, that's not necessarily what tends to develop, especially the more challenging a family system is, the more likely we are to separate from it and become a pseudo-individual so that we are kind of responding in opposition to the family rather than in genuine individuality. Or to get along and go along and get approved of, we give away our sense of self and we become engulfed and enmeshed in the family and we become maybe a chronic helper or um, a a, a chronic rescuer or a chronic, um, you know, we become, uh, we, we disappear, we become needless, we become the good one, we become the invisible one. Um, however it is that we look to make sure that we feel that we belong, but it comes at a considerable cost to our own individual expression. Um, so that uh, we can almost have experiences, depending on the family system, of feeling really pressured by the family, engulfed by the family, suffocated by the family because of the demands, expectations, the intensity, the arguments, um, the, the painful dynamics that go on in the family and what our role and expectation is, especially if our role in the family, maybe we're looked upon to be the one to solve the family's problems, to carry the family financially, to carry the family emotionally, and it doesn't matter what where we are individually as a person, um, you need to put your family first. Um, and if that means you you suffer as a result of that, then that's just what you need to do. So it can be a real struggle to find the balance between being healthy self and healthy part of family, um, especially if we don't have very good role models. So we may need to look outside of our own family system and see how other families do it. Some families are overly close and not in a way of intimacy, but rather, as I say, a meshed in the sense that how we belong in this family system and everyone needs to think the same, behave the same, um, 
and you don't dare challenge anything that goes on in the family system. Um, compared to other families that manage the system by being in some extreme form of distance, you know, where, you know, they rarely speak. If they do speak, they don't speak of anything of substance or importance. Um, we live all geographically. There's a lot of distance between everybody in the family. Um, or sometimes we get family systems that swing between the two periods where we aren't talking to each other. And then periods where we're absolutely in each other's overly involved in each other's business until that blows up. There's a huge argument. We go back to separateness for a while. Then we all come back together through a sense of obligation or guilt or because some crisis has appeared and drawn us back together. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're back in everybody's business. We're, we're giving our family unsolicited advice. They're giving us unsolicited advice. Um, there's lots of uh, conditions and parameters either spoken or unspoken as to, you know, how you maintain approval and don't experience the loss of love or exile from the family system. Um, and as I say, the more um, challenged the family system is, the more dysfunctional the family system is, the more those parameters are likely to be quite rigid. Um, again, things like guilt, shame, obligation are very, very strong drivers inside um, dysfunctional family systems. Um, so, so there's this painful togetherness, I guess you would say. You know, it, it really does come at a cost of self um, and at the expense of self. And whether that ends up draining you emotionally, draining you financially, draining you spiritually, draining you um, from a health perspective, um, love the, the love is conditional um, and, and comes with a lot of conditions and demands. So, well, that's, that's all very cheery stuff, isn't it? Um, but I guess if we're looking to kind of say, well, well, well what do we do here? What, what, what do we do around if we've recognised that um, I'm not as healthily myself as I'd like to be, we don't have enough genuine intimacy in the family and we're, when we're together as a group, you know, that's not as healthy as it could be either. If I'm setting some tasks there, um, then the good news is we don't necessarily need to have others on board yet. We just need to start with um, self and working um, our way uh, through from there. Um, and it's understanding that if the family, if we aren't getting external pressure from the family to behave in certain ways in order not to threaten the family system, then we're going to find that because we've grown up in this system and we've internalised it, we will then start to put pressure on ourselves. If the family doesn't do it, then we will take over and we will do it for them. So if I start to set healthy boundaries, if I start to put my, if I start to only take care of people in a way that doesn't come at the cost of me, um, if I'm a bit more, I'm, I'm, I'm nice, but I'm more honest in what I want to say in the family. If I'm not, if I'm, you know, setting a boundary for myself around not offering advice to people that isn't 
requested and then also surrendering the fact that even if I do get asked my opinion, that there's every chance it won't be acted upon and that's okay. You know, um, I'm relinquishing the demands first that my family needs to behave differently. First, I need to behave differently. You know, change me first and then we'll see what, what others do in response to that. And also that we're prepared that if we are behaving in ways that, um, ironically, uh, starting to behave more healthily can actually threaten the family system. And if we can weather the, the period of time where people need to adjust to that and get used to the new normal, um, then the hope is that we find um, a dynamic that's improved in the family. Um, and at very least, well, maybe we approve more of ourselves because um, we, we can't do much about whether or not we're going to get the approval of the family or keep the approval of the family. And people can love us and disapprove of us at the same time. Um, uh, that 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 is certainly quite possible. But you know, the, I, I guess what I what I'm driving at here is the one thing I'm probably more likely to have success with is if I work on being the kind of person who who gets better at approving of myself. Um, because again, we we don't know. Jumping through hoops to try to get the approval of others is is a fragile and precarious and exhausting task. And if we're trying to anticipate what we would need to do to behave in ways that get the approval of the family, um, then, as I say, that's that might be uh, an aspect of modification of our, our behaviour for a result. And I can't necessarily, again, you've bought into my modification, you've bought into my uh, persona, my coping mechanism, you haven't bought into me. So we're only going to get very shallow approval, very temporary very temporary approval and approval that we can't even trust because you almost feel like you've duped somebody. Um, you know, I've manoeuvred myself in a way to get your approval uh, rather than if I'm just in my doing the best I can to be myself and in my integrity and I'm certainly um, hopeful you'll approve of me but at very least... I approve more of me so that as we're doing this, we're looking at those moments where um, if we are supporting the family and not rescuing, then how are we behaving in, in ways that um, support the long-term health of the family? So, for example, we're not rushing in and doing for others things that they could do for themselves. We're not advising people when they haven't asked for it. We're focusing more on what we need to work on within ourselves, not fixating on what others are and aren't doing in the family. Where, when we need to set boundaries and speak about things that are important, we're making sure that we're doing that from a calm, measured, and considered place. We're not getting sucked up in the family intensity and anxiety and um, engaging in conflict or, you know, talking about other family members rather than to them. And we're continuing to keep the focus on what do I need to do differently? You know, how do I work on showing up a bit more um, in a way that, um, for, for lack of better words, shows the true me or shows the congruent me of today? I mean, we're always changing and evolving, but however that looks like 
you know, now, like I said, I'm behaving in a way that I'm getting more of my own approval rather than giving myself away or hurting myself to um, try to grab the approval of the family, try to change the family, try to uh, avoid, you know, the family abandoning me or disapproving of me. Um, and there's lots of wonderful kind of resource out there to um, to utilise in terms of questioning our thinking and our behaving and our um, setting boundaries and keeping them, or rather what's the payoff in not keeping boundaries, you know, not, not following up when we need to assert certain boundaries. You know, what's the payoff in that for us? You know, I get to rage at family members. I get to judge them rather than going, you know, but at least I'm not confronting them on anything truly genuine. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot can, that can kind of be done here in this particular space around navigating towards um, what what would it look like if if I was showing up more my um, as the kind of self today that I'm really pleased with. And like I said, this can sometimes be a confusing process in and of itself because you know if we've spent a lot of time navigating and surviving in our family by um, you know, going along to get along and looking good but not necessarily feeling good, then this can take time to figure out uh, what what might be different. Um, and then, as I say, also time to um, let the family get used to it. And it's difficult when, you know, the family's putting pressure on us, we're feeling overwhelmed and suffocated by the family, that as we start to gently push back on that, you can just simply go into avoidance and distance yourself geographically or emotionally um, from the family. But again, that is that is just swinging in the polarity to, to the engulfment rather than starting to, you know, set, uh, set boundaries. Maybe one of the things that we need to do is a bit of a time limit on how much time we spend with the family for a little while. How long can I hold on to my sense of adult self in my family before the good old family patterns start playing out and I start to age regress um, in the family. So for example, you know, if we're going to family functions for a little while, if we're setting the intention to, to have good conversation and good interaction, but not give ourselves away or get sucked into the way our family does things or get drawn into family conflict and intensity, um, then how, how long can I do that for? Um, before, for a little while, you know, I might have to set a limit that I can go for three hours is about all I can sustain before the family, you know, we've, we've, we've eaten, we've, we've consumed alcohol, we've done whatever we've done, everybody's now starting to get into the old um, dynamics, then uh, for a time, um, setting a time limit on how long we're with the family as a larger group is a, a, a key thing. And the other key thing here to start to break up that sense of pressure and engulfment is that we spend a bit more time building relationships with family members individually. Um, so we're not getting in, you know, drawn into the intensity of the family as a group, but rather that we're, we're, we're building and strengthening our one-to-one -one relationships with each of our family members. Because 
you know, we're only with each other for a certain amount of time. And so if we're doing the best we can to get to generally get to know one another um, and, and see aspects of each other and share aspects of self and, and have others share aspects of themselves that we, that, we, that we might not get the chance to experience if we're always gathering in group um, is another way in which we can start to just ease back on that that sense of feeling um, overwhelmed by the intensity and the enormity of our family, if that's the kind of family we've got. Um, so there we go. There, there's a, there's another episode for you. That's that's episode 164 coming to a close. I think that's an, enough of a ramble on that particular aspect today. Um, and I might follow that up at, at some other point, but hopefully it gives you some interesting things to think about. Um, or, you know, again, some more frameworks for viewing family system. And like I said, the ability to be um, both self and comfortably together with others at the same time is, is truly a, um, a, a wonderful aspect of developmental maturity. Um, so we're done, I think, um, on that particular episode. And... What I would say, as I always do, is in the sign-off, is if you've been following the program for some time now, my profoundest gratitude. Um, really appreciate you spending time and hope you're really enjoying the the, um, the episodes and the topics we're kind of exploring um, and that it's giving you uh, insights you can use to improve your life. And if you've just joined us, well, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find. And I'm very passionate about, you know, there's mountains of good education out there, and I think the more uh, the more that's available, the better. Um, and the show is available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, and as always, I wish you every joy, love and success in your life. Thank you again for listening. And until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.